Greetings and welcome to the Peer Report. I'm your host, Rob Ludeman. It is time to bring the orange with two returning guests from our healthcare team, Priscilla Sandberg and Chris Bocas. Priscilla, welcome back. Thank you for having us, Rob. Yeah, you guys are old pros now. And Chris, hey, welcome back to the program. Give us something in a good Boston accent. Hey, it's, 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 uh, it's just a pleasure to be here. <laughs> Thank you. We've been laughing since uh, getting ready to record just about the, the greatness of the of the Boston accent. Priscilla, what have you been up to? The last time we had you on was months ago, it seems. Uh, what is going on in your world? Happy end of fiscal year and beginning of new. Uh, what's the new news? What's going on in your life? Well, um, Chris and I had a great year in the Meditech space with Pure. And um, what our main focus is now is showing our customers some of the other services that we can offer that work directly off of their pure array. As Chris is uh, famous for saying, when people buy Meditech, they buy a storage array and they don't really understand the capabilities of it. So we're going back out into the field, meeting with our existing customer base, updating them on some of the newest products and services and capabilities of the array. And we're getting a lot of great reception from those customers. Yeah, it's a great time to do that. And I love the passion that you have and you both have experience in the Meditech space. And we won't go into all the bios and, and your backgrounds because we covered all that before. Um, but Chris, dig into that a little bit deeper, right? You come from that space, both of you do. And it is interesting, Priscilla, that, that you pointed out that you know they kind of don't live in the storage world, right? They've got this app they need to run, yet they know where problems can come from. Is that where you spend a lot of your time, Chris? Yeah, it, it's it's all about solutions, uh, mm. trying to get them out of that simple mindset of a running application on storage and actually getting into an overall solution, which really benefits our portfolio of products. Because, uh, you know, when you ta start talking about Cloud Block Store, you start talking about FlashBlade or even Flash or AC to Meditech customers, that you know, it, it comes across as, new in, in, in they're like, are you, are you sure this, this is all certified from Meditech? Mm -hmm. and, it, and it's, it's an exciting conversation to have with them. Well, and I, you know, it shows again, I always, the value that we have with, with partners and, and alliances, you know, that are, that are out there and, you know, we make it easy to make their stuff run really well. So, um, you know, it, it, it makes a lot of sense, particularly in this space. Um, Priscilla, back to you, because we're going to kind of ping pong around here. What is going on in the healthcare space, right? Everything is digital. We're still in the middle of, of COVID and the pandemic, but with digital and with, with uh, everybody being at home, uh, security is heightened. There's issues around compliance. But also, I think you got to stay up and running, and that's what we're really going to hone in on today a little bit is around up uptime. But what are the what are the top two or three things that uh, that the, the medical folks are wanting to chat about? Well, I mean, we we've, we've seen what's been going on the last year, and I think that the main theme is that these organizations are being forced to do more with less resources. And thankfully, we've been able to help them out with the simplicity of the pure array. We had a great customer um, who signed with us last year was actually able to take some of the resources he was using from a storage administration perspective and then redeploy them into uh, initiatives that were specifically designed to help battle the COVID influx of patients, things like telemedicine and virtual waiting rooms. So we're seeing these organizations be very creative with what they do have available to them and being able to turn on a dime um, given the severity of the situation. So. 
we're happy to see that people understand the value of peer as it relates to the simplicity and allowing them to put more of their IT resources back at the bedside with the overwhelmed clinicians and nurses that are um, being inundated with patients. Yeah, the demands on, on critical workers and essential workers certainly are, uh, you know, are high right now in your space. And, you know, my spouse is a teacher and, you know, they're back to school with kids as of last week. And I know a lot of places are, and, you know, there are a lot of demands. Um, Chris, you cover more of the kind of the technical aspects of when we go to market and discuss, are there technical angles related to this? I mean, you having a lot of ransomware discussions. What are the, what are the technical things that stand out in, in, in the conversations that you're having? Yeah, absolutely. You know, at the very beginning, it was all about scalability. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and then it turned into vulnerability, right? Are we vulnerable? Uh, and then ransomware attacks started happening. But what I, what I have seen is that the conversation has actually gone from talking specifically about ransomware, but more disaster recovery, mm-hmm. uh, which is a great uh, progression into the conversation because people weren't sure what to prepare for and how to prepare for you know are you if you're in the middle of uh new england are you really that scared of an earthquake or a tornado or something like that so what are you really preparing for well ransomware actually has come in and made people start thinking about now it's it doesn't matter it what we need is a solid solution that allows our system to be up all the time and available so that it impacts the patients in a very positive way it allows the doctors and nurses to do their thing. It allows the administrators to do their jobs. And, and I think that there's a lot of people taking a bigger step back and looking at a lot, much bigger of a picture. Uh, when we launched that um, our campaign with AWS and showed a complete solution that you can take a Meditech environment and fail it up into AWS cloud block store and run it there if need be. I think that a lot of people started to open their eyes up because we showed them how easy it is to do it. And more importantly, that they can do it today. They don't have to wait for future features to come down the, the line later on. Yeah, certainly, you know, BC and DR in the cloud is, is a great use case and, and very applicable into, into cloud block store. Um, so let's go down the path then. I think downtime is kind of the common theme that, that I'm hearing. Um, you know, eliminating the risk or at least mitigating the risk. I guess you never kind of eliminate it entirely. Um, but there, we know there's two, two types of downtime, right? You've got your unplanned and you've got your planned variety. And um, sometimes one is more nefarious than the other. But um, let's hit unplanned first, right? I mean, you know, Chris kind of mentioned things that you can't control, right? Here we do care about earthquakes, but I don't think we've ever had a tornado where I live in the Bay Area. But um, Priscilla, unplanned, you can't do anything about it, but you, you, you at least need to try. You know, what, what, exactly. do you, what do yep. you usually talk about here? What, what can Pure do in the unplanned instance? Well, it's funny because we, um, we worked with Forrester and commissioned a research report to find out why people were having downtime, specifically unplanned downtime, right? And while you know, Chris and I initially thought it was going to be ransomware and tornadoes, one of the top two reasons that people had downtime was human error, right? Always. So a, a person at the organization most likely inadvertently took down the system. And so how do you recoup from that? So what we're trying to do here at Pure with our partners is provide solutions that could eliminate 
not only the ransomware, but also the human error. And uh, one of the things that I always say that Chris thinks is hilarious is that Pure doesn't have an off button, right? So if you can't accidentally hit a button to turn it off, that takes, that's just a very small piece of it, but that takes away some of the human error component of the unplanned downtime. So, but in the, in the interim, what do you do? You have to have something where you can default to, you're gonna have your backup, but what are your, while you're working to get your backup restored, where are you going to go? How are the clinicians going to access this data? Yeah, and, and always on is certainly a necessity, particularly in a hospital, for example, right now where they're very, you know, overtaxed with with uh, managing the, the COVID patients as well as normal outpatient things and surgeries and all that. Um, you know, you make a really good point. I, I think there was a security report you know, a number of years ago that I read that, that most security breaches actually also come from inside the company, right? It's, exactly. it's kind of it's related. I mean, it dovetails a little bit different, different subject, but it is interesting how susceptible you are to things internal, be it human error or be it, you know, some type of security breach. Um, well, good comments around unplanned. And the one that I was thinking is a little more nefarious is because it's really known, right? Is the, the planned downtime. Um, Chris, this is something that is known, right? And, and if you've been in IT a while and you've used any kind of hardware, let's not make it just storage, but you know, it could be servers, it could be networking. There is a degree of planned downtime. How does a hospital contend with that? 24 seven is a reality and not just hospitals, but kind of with everything in the digital world. How and when do these planned uh, events usually happen or have to happen? Yeah, it, it's a really a, a big issue and it takes weeks or even months sometimes to get even a, a, a commitment of an hour of downtime and in the politics that are behind it the justification for that time um is is extremely um hardening on an IT staff because they have to justify it because they know they need to do it so now whether we're talking of like Microsoft clustering or sorry, Microsoft patching, um, taking security, you know, uh, patching or even taking a system like Meditech down. One of the things that we used to do when we were preparing for this with the customer is there's, there's the planned piece. And then unfortunately you have to plan for the unplanned of the planned. Part of the plan. Yeah. What if something doesn't come up correctly, right? Yeah. Yeah. And, and that is that is the number one highest stress level of the whole thing. Please come back on when I shut you off, right? So uh, in Meditech, the last three years, I spent a lot of time working on high availability solutions, bringing in Microsoft failover clustering, getting that up so they don't have to take down the servers in order to do patching. They can just fail over, patch, fail back, and then patch, right? So it was... It, it, it was a huge um, burden that was taken off of the IT staff because they didn't have to ask for that hour. Mm -hmm. And then we um, came up with another solution for all the other VMs on there um, called Swing Space. And, and that allowed us to do a, a, almost like a DNS round robin type of patching. Take a couple down, patch them, bring them back up, fail over the, you know, the workloads to those and, and, and continue on. Again, a lot of work to be done, but we weren't bringing the system down. Then yeah. there was the patching of the actual Meditech system. That 
you, you had to reboot the servers. You, you have to, in order for you to translate the data correctly, to put the data in the right blocks. It's a, it's a big, you know, explanation, but it, it is a must. And Meditech has worked really hard to try and get that window down, but uh, it, it still is required. It's required a couple of times a year. Um, the customers have grown to, you know, be grudging about it. But I'll tell you, there's nothing worse than going back to a customer and saying, yeah, we took that downtime and we need another one. Yeah, um, it's a really interesting insight that you've just had. And I haven't heard it described like that is, is the, the unplanned downtime that comes from the planned downtime. It's a, it's a really <laughs> interesting uh, a really interesting things because there are complications, right? That 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 go into it. I, I used to work with a colleague who said, if you really want to punish a DBA, make them go and do testing of their backup and recovery, right? Because it's <laughs> it's 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 complicated. It's nerve wracking. You don't know if it, and if it doesn't work right, then you have more work to do. But now let's go away from the IT people, Priscilla. You talked to all sorts of medical professionals. Take your scenario to hospital. You're a clinician. You're a doctor, you're trying to do your job, you're trying to access things through your, you know, your little uh, tablet or whatnot. We won't use brand names, but you know, yeah. your, your little personal tablet. What do you think, right? When you can't access something, you don't know what's going on, right? You typically don't know, oh, well, there's a downtime or I can't get to it. How frustrating is that? Well, I think back in the day when I was working with Meditech hospitals, when they were trying to plan a downtime, like Chris said, trying to get something on the schedule that was acceptable yeah. to everybody, they would get their printers out and they would start printing things. They'd print interventions, they'd print the electronic MAR, they would print uh, rounding lists, they would print as much stuff as they could. So when the system set came down, they could use this in a, in a fashion to try to, pr to provide care. Well, that's only as good as this last second you printed it out. So there was a lot of concern, especially around the nursing administration that we don't really want to even prescribe or administer any medications during a downtime yeah. because we are not 100% sure that this electronic record is up to date because we're working off a printed copy. So I think that goes with the anxiety of the clinicians is they want to provide this best level of care, but when the EMR is down, they can't tell what's going on with the patients in an up-to-date, up-to-the-minute date fashion. So it's very, it's very stressful for them. And time is critical, right? I mean, time Absolutely. is care, time yep. is money, all yep. that, right? Yep. I mean, you, you got to have access to data and make those decisions and you got to be cautious if, if you think there's going to be an eruption. Well, um, here at Pure and with our partners, we're all about solutions. So what is, what is the cool, good news, right? Chris, you kind of already covered some things that, uh, that you've done um, but relative to Meditech, what are some things that can be done? And I hear we're also, you know, partnering with somebody with, with another solution that kind of layers on top of that. Yeah. I, the, the cool thing about this is it's a company that has been in the Meditech space for a very long time. Um, and, it, and they have a solution that I believe really steps in and allows um, the nurses and the clinicians to be able to do their job while the EHR is down. And um, the, the, the business part of it is, is extremely important, but I think it's also allowing somebody to have a, um, a, an application that they can go in and get the latest records that aren't printed out, but literally real-time transactions right from the Meditech system right into this SQL administrated database 
so that people can go in there and they can absolutely look at the latest and greatest of the data. And there's another piece to this whole thing too, when you talk about planned downtime, everything that Priscilla, Priscilla, Priscilla just described is absolutely spot on, but then there's the after. All that data that was collected on paper has to be put back into the EHR. Yeah. Compiled, recompiled, if you will, almost. Absolutely, right? yeah. that's, that's a lot of resources in data is always missed. When somebody mm -hmm. has to take it and write it down on a piece, if I read my notes, forget it. You're getting maybe three out of the four sentences that I wrote down, if I could read that. But if, you, if, if you're taking data down and you miss anything, that's an incomplete record for that, for that patient. And, and that's a patient safety record. So iPeople offline allows you to continue to run your system while the Meditech system's down, it allows you to record and register all of the uh, information that you need to do so, so that you have accurate records. So when the system comes back up, you have a set amount of data that goes right back into the Meditech system, but you also have a set of notes that you can now build and continue to build those medical records up from there. So and then it and then it adds them at a later date, right? And dealing eliminating the risk, right? It's all about risk reduction anyway. Eliminating the risk of incomplete data or the wrong data, right? Which puts which people's lives uh, uh, at risk, right? Right, right. Yeah, um, Priscilla, have you seen this in use? Have you seen this in the wild out there and uh, engage with folks? Uh, yeah, and and people love it. And I think from a pure perspective, it really completes our solution because as a, a storage provider with our nearly 100% uptime, we still had this big gap in our solution. So we can't solve a Meditech hospital system, their problems with just the pure array. That sol solves the storage downtime problems, but it doesn't solve the Meditech downtime problems because mm -hmm. as Chris mentioned, the application needs to be updated. So Chris and I were very excited to partner with iPeople because now we feel that we have a solution that can enable a hospital to have 100% uptime as it relates to getting data and accessing a patient's record. And that as a, you know, back to my initial part of the conversation, that's what we like to do with our hospitals. We like to try to find solutions to make their lives better because we know they've had a hard year. Everyone's had a hard year. And if we can provide a service with a partner that makes their lives just a little bit better, uh, we're really excited to do that. So, yeah. Yeah, it's already, it's always a, a, already a great layer on top of, you know, what we do with Evergreen and with, you know, eliminating. Exactly eliminating downtime with the ability to upgrade, you know, capacity and the software and, and controllers and things. And now you have, you know, some of the things that Chris mentioned about Meditech being able to do some, some clustering and high availability aspects and now a software solution, right? So it's, it's really a nice one plus one equals three. Chris, anything else you want to chime in around this, around this solution? Yeah. You, what, one of the things I think the the customers, the, the way that we got into this is we, we had a customer up north that basically said to me and challenged me to say, I think technology should be able to fill that gap Interesting. For, for when Meditech is down. And I, you know, immediately I started to explain to him, it's not possible. It's the software that is required to be trained. And then I realized like midway through my whiteboard session that I was ready to pop out <laughs> a, a pen to him. He didn't really care about the answer. He cared about getting a solution. Mm -hmm. And that's one thing I love about working at Pure. I turned around, went out, found a partner, reapproached that customer. And that customer today is now seriously considering 
taking in uh, taking a large portion of their budget that you know they're getting slammed with COVID right now, so they, mm-hmm. they can't think too many things. But this is something that they're seriously thinking about because this he he quoted me that he is losing a hundred thousand dollars an hour. Wow, for every downtime, if he takes two a day, three a day, two uh, two or three uh, um, a year. That's a significant amount of money. And never mind all the stuff that we just talked about. There's a financial mm-hmm. piece that I think, um, Priscilla, you, you probably should elaborate on, on, the, um, on the business side of it, which is just fantastic. Yeah, do yeah, the financials. Well, Put it, yeah, well, it yeah. well, I think it goes back to what Chris was saying. If you're, if you're not capturing charges and you're not able to manage your revenue stream, that's just another way to lose money, right? So you have not only the downtime costs, which you're paying extra staff, extra people, you have increased liability around patient care if you don't have the data. And then you have your charge capture and billing. If you're not being able to adequately document your interventions or be able to indicate what's going on with the patients, you have the whole revenue cycle on the other side where you have at risk of losing money as well. So the way Chris and I envision this is if, not to be cliche, but the solution pays for itself. If you right. take all these factors into consideration, it's money well spent because it's going to keep you from spending all this other money down the road. So again, we feel really good about supporting hospitals in that regard. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's opportunity cost, but you didn't even mention like the whole reputation thing too. I mean, exactly. you know, hospitals are providing services, but there are choices in, in exactly. how, where yeah. you want to go. So do you want to be the, the hospital that, you know, ha- has a known issue with, with downtime and, and disruption or, you know, do you right. want to have a good reputation? This seems to be like the perfect solution to, exactly. to be able to facilitate, you know, cost savings, eliminating that opportunity cost, but also, you know, enhancing reputations in the community or in the metro area. Fantastic. Um, hey, I'm excited about this. I am fired up. Where can people go to learn more about this solution? Because we don't want to hit them with all the gory details, but I know you've been out promoting this in, uh, in certain forms. Yep, they can go right to the iPeople website and they can check out where Chris and I just recently did a video chat talking a little bit more about uh, downtime solutions as well as some of the costs and they have some tips on revenue cycle management from their perspective. Um, I, Chris and I both posted on our LinkedIn uh, feeds and you can always come right to Pure and email us at uh, meditech at purestorage.com. That Chris and I will respond to that email. If there's any questions you have, we'll be happy to put you in touch with the right people either at Pure or iPeople. The dynamic duo of Meditech, <laughs> right here with me on the Pure Report. Chris, closing thoughts and, and where folks can find you and go go for more info. Yeah, I you know I, I just do what Priscilla tells me to do. But, um, <laughs> you are wise. You're a wise man. <laughs> so you know we're we're here to help, and I think that it's uh there's if there's one thing you're going to find about this solution specifically this. This isn't just a DR solution that you're only going to use once or twice a year. I think it's very important to understand that a lot of the users of iPeople actually use this on a day-to-day basis because it's an easy interface to use and it's an easy way to retrieve data specific to their job responsibilities. And uh, so, you know, we, we give our, our um, kudos to the partners over at iPeople. They've been working really, really hard with us to try and get the message out there. And uh, we, we welcome anybody that wants to have this conversation. Awesome. Well, thank you both. Reach out to the team if you're interested in learning more or engaging or getting a demo or a presentation, meditech at purestorage.com and you will reach both Priscilla 
and Chris and the extended healthcare team who are fantastic here at Pure Storage. Well, thank you both for coming on. Please try to stay warm. I know it has been cold out there with a lot of snow. Um, sorry, it was 72 and wonderful here in San Jose yesterday, but uh, <laughs> it'll be summer for you guys eventually, another four or five months or so. You know, you can, <laughs> you can ride it out. But thanks. Hey, come on again soon, all right? Thanks, Rob. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Always a pleasure. And thank you out there for listening to this episode of The Pure Report. Tell a colleague, tell a friend. We'll keep the great guests coming and the great and hopefully interesting topics for you. And with that, we'll wrap for Pure Storage. Priscilla Sandberg and Chris Bocas, this is Rob Ludeman saying, don't look back. Something might be gaining on you. <laughs>